Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, difficult, and fun conversations surrounding everyday life and relationships while navigating the waters of faith. So, Philia, what are we talking about today? Well, Yemi, we are in the season of the power of parables. This is where we take a closer look at the parables of Jesus Christ and just put a current spin on it. Now, Jesus had the wisdom to simplify these profound spiritual truths with humanity in forms of these relatable stories, and he made them a lot easier for us to understand. Now, today, we are doing the parable of the wedding banquet. This will be taking place from the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 2 to 14. Now, I will be using our favorite NIV version, but feel free to use any version of your choice. And it begins. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle had been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off. One to the field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burnt their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the street and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed the man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, How did you get in here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. (laughs) For many are invited, but few are chosen. Amen. Amen. That was a plot twist at the end. It was a plot twist because I honestly wasn't expecting to read that part. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Okay. So this is how I feel about this parable. I see that the king is like God. And the son who is being honored in the banquet is Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus came down, right, on his own. And his people did not receive him. They didn't want to celebrate him. So God sent his son into the world. And these very people who should have been celebrating him have actually gone against him. They rejected him. They treated him poorly. They killed him. You know, and I think that, you know, Israel was 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 the invitation. God had invited Israel in a sense, right, to this kingdom. But they turned their backs. And I think it's just interesting how this parable really is symbolic of 
what happened when Christ came, you know, how the people turned their backs. And even though God is like saying, let's celebrate him. This is going to be wonderful. He's here for you. People still did not believe. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of like, and now he's saying, okay, I'll give you another opportunity. Just bring anybody at this point. But the plot twist is that, hey, why are you even dressed like this? Are you even deserving of being here? And now the people are speechless. And then they say, tie him up and national team. <laughs> this is where it's a little confusing. What's well, your take? Well, um, yeah, I agree. Like the king is, um, is God and mm -hmm. he invites, he, he gives the invitation. He has his, his invitees mm -hmm. and he says, come to this wedding feast. And they reject him. Like they rejected Jesus. Like mm -hmm. they rejected the prophets and um, they were even violent. Yes, <laughs> they were absolutely. even violent. And um, what the king does is that anyone who is violent against his son, his prophets, he sends re retribution. He says, destroy their cities. And we know in the history of Israel, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, um, um, they had a lot of destruction of their cities, even the fall of Jerusalem. Right. Um, and so here... The, the king says, well, you know what? I'm still having this feast. I'm still having this wedding banquet. Mm -hmm. So let me, he tells his servants, go out. Servants being his angels, his prophets, people go out into the world and, and bring anyone in, bring out everyone in the streets and mm -hmm. invite them to the wedding banquet. And of course, when he invites them, he gives them uh, the robes, right. he gives them the wedding garment, right? Like right. the Ashobi, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> so yes. he, he gives them the clothing, the uniform to wear and mm -hmm. they come. And, um, and, and that's symbolic for me mm -hmm. of God going into the world and saying the kingdom of heaven is for everyone. Mm. It's not just for the Hebrews. It's not just for my chosen people. Now you are chosen, right? We, I was rejected. My son was rejected. My prophets were rejected. No matter how many times I tried to be the Messiah, but for you, anyone who's willing to come, you can enjoy. Mm. And I love that Jesus is telling this because he's pretty much prophesying for the future. You know, when he came and he was ministering, he was he he was going out to um, the people of Israel first. Mm -hmm. um, even his prophets, he told them to go to their cities first. And when they reject them to shake off the dust off their feet and go out into the to the Gentiles. Right. So he's saying anyone can get into this banquet like I'm inviting everyone. So come and everyone who comes gets this rope. So you get that salvation, mm, but that, that salvation is that robe, that, unif that uniform that everyone wears is I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there will be those who either rejected the invitation at the first, first instance or, you know, even the second invitation, but they want to see what's going on. They're right, like, I right. don't, I don't want to uh -huh. obey. I don't accept Jesus, but you know what? I'm curious. I'm going to show up. But the king you can't fool the king. No. You can't fool God. <laughs> He's going to see you without your robes. He's going to say, well, well, why are you here? Right. right why right. are you here without accepting, you know, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Right. <laughs> and he's like, you have to be thrown out. You cannot come in unless you are invited. Right. And if you accept the invitation, 
you're going to get the ropes. Mm. But the invitation is for everyone, right? He first goes out to his people, yes, yes, his chosen, yes. quote unquote chosen. And, yes. then, <laughs> and then he goes to the to, to the streets. Mm-hmm. Jesus is for the streets. <laughs> right. I like, I like, I like, you know, it, it's also showing that God is patient, but he also will not tolerate wickedness, mm. right? Forever, right? So it, it, he's saying also that his judgment will come only upon those who reject it. So he's also offering salvation. Like we mentioned, salvation can only um, come from God. Yes. So considering what that salvation caused Jesus, that is not the judgment that's well-deserved, right? So those who who spurn the gift of salvation and cling to their own accord or their own goodness, they're the ones that 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 will have that eternal, I guess they will, they're the ones that are going to benefit you know, from salvation, if they continue to be good. But I like this idea when you mentioned this, uh, the robes that he's providing, because this wedding garment is the righteousness, Mm. right? And he's saying, if you're invited, then you get to wear this, this wedding garment, because also those who did not look the part could not be the part. So that is like really interesting. It's like heaven is here for all of us. So it's like those, and it it reminds me of the parable that um, that we covered, where heaven is heaven. You know, there's more, there's not more, it's not like purgatory where there are levels, right? It's just heaven is heaven. Abundance is abundance. It's the same thing. You all get the same thing. You all get that nice white robe that you get from the spa or when you get on these luxury <laughs> resorts. Everybody's feeling good. Those who got in through a free trip or those who paid the top dollar, who is going to know? We all got the same color wristbands. We all got the same color robes. Amen. I really like that. It's only reminding me because I'm going on vacation and I'm going to have my white robe. <laughs> Yes, you get your white robe. And I, 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 you know what, I'm going to flip what you said Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. say that um, not, not that you can look the part and not be the part, but it's, it's, if you're not, if you don't, if you are not being the part, mm-hmm. then you then can't you cannot look. look the part. Yeah, that's even better. Right, that's because even we we talked about in a mm. in a previous pa- parable, it's about your actions, actions. and not just your words. So you can you can put on your your garments. You can say that you know I don't dress a certain way. I'm not in the streets doing this and this and this and this. But that person, that girl that you're chastising, mm-hmm. who's wearing you know a tight dress and you know even low cut or whatever, you know she may be out there like feeding the homeless right. while you are just preaching. And someone says I'm hungry, and you're like, oh Jesus loves you, right? Because <laughs> right? Jesus said, did you feed the hungry? You right? See? You say yes. you call me Lord, Lord, but did you feed the hungry? So it's about what you're doing. So you can. If you are not, if you're not being the part, mm-hmm. there's no way you can look the part. And then there's no way you can wear that rope because you, it's only of deserving right. of those who deserve it. And, and and God recognizes you immediately, mm. right? You stick out like a sore, sore thumb, thumb right? right? It doesn't it doesn't matter, right. you know, if you pretend it. God already knows. He already knows. So you can't trick God, right. essentially, right? Like you can't right. say, you know, I pray five times a day, but you know, I'm abusive towards my family members. I, you know, I I um, you know, I steal money. It's like I a do... wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, and God will recognize the wolf. wolf. So don't try to show up at this banquet (laughs) because, you know, it's going to be puff puff and patty jalof. Exactly. Don't try to show up with, you know, if you haven't done what it it takes to get in. Right. 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 And and like we talked about in a previous 
parable, mm -hmm. you can get in by accepting the invitation Absolutely. right before you enter, right. right? You don't have to be the first one to accept the invitation, but as long as you accept it and you're sincere, that salvation that Philia talks about that is God-given will be given to you. Mm -hmm. That righteousness will cloak you as long as you continue to as obey. As you do. Yes. So, I mean, I don't think I don't think Jesus can be more clear mm -mm. with um, <laughs> than this parable. Right. You know, you can fake the funk, but you can't slip past. No. And he's saying that the invitation is for everyone. Yes. He, he actually further emphasizes this when he says in Luke 6, verse 46, why so you call me Lord and don't do the things which I say? Or even in John 14, verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So that just further proves that that um, these wedding garments that God provides his guests is really um, our proof of salvation. That is like how Ooh, he shows proof. that it's proof. It's your vaccination card. Yes, that is your vaccination <laughs> card. I love it. Show me the money. I love it. So these wedding garments is the righteousness of Christ. So when religions are stripped down to their bare necessities, we either find the man working his way towards God or we will find the cross of Christ and the cross is the only way to salvation. Mm -hmm. Many are called, but few are chosen. Mm, that's what Christ says. The invitation it's is not. It's for everyone. It's, for op it's, it's open to everyone, but who are chosen? Those who get to. Right. Are you going to accept yeah. and do what you need to do to be chosen? Because yes. we're all called. All called. <laughs> but did you answer the call? That's that's. And what better. did you do? Yes. When you heard the call. Mm. Good point. I love this. I love this. Well, as we said, many are called, few are chosen. I want to be the chosen one. Yams. You want to be chosen? I want to be chosen. I want to be chosen. So we hope you enjoy this podcast. Stay tuned for announcements and our closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today on the parable of the wedding banquet. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week for another podcast on the parable of the 10 bridesmaids found in the book of Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 to 13. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, May 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle. So follow us on IG to keep current on what's happening with Treading Faith. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, or our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible, because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. We also believe that our prayers are strengthened in numbers. So we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord God, our Father, we honor and bless your holy name.
According to Matthew 18, 20, when two or more are gathered in your name, you are present. We welcome you and we thank you for your presence, not just today, but continually in our daily lives. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that ministers to us daily to keep us on the righteous path and to not to not lead us astray from our salvation, the one that Jesus Christ died for. Father, we know that many are called, but few are answered. Lord, help us answer the call. Help us be steadfast in your way. Help us obey your will. Lead us, guide us, oh Father God, so that we will be clothed in the robes of salvation when the time comes for us to enter, fully enter the kingdom of heaven or everlasting life. Second Timothy 1.9 says, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. We thank you for the gift of salvation that came from the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We acknowledge that without him, we are nothing, that we have no access to the kingdom, no access to everlasting life, and no reconciliation with you, our Father. So this calling, this righteousness, comes from Jesus Christ. It is not by our own works, but it is by your grace that we have been called. John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he will give to you. Oh, Father God, we thank you for choosing us. Oh, Father God, we ask that you that we bear fruit in your name, good fruit, the fruit that you have called us to bear. Oh, Father God, let the lessons that we have learned marinate in us. Let the Holy Spirit words direct us. Oh, Father God, let our faith be filled with action. Oh, Father God, so that we do not disappoint you. Ephesians 4, 1 to 3 says, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Father God, you have given us the directions to be worthy of the calling. Humility, gentleness, patience, love, so that we may be in peace with one another. Father God, help us remove the spirit of anger and vengefulness and resentment and ill will that harbors in us. Anger, spitefulness, revenge. Help us remove it. Shed these earthly robes from us so that we may be in kingly robes priestly robes, heavenly robes of peace and love. Father, we know that we are all tempted in this world, but Jesus Christ has overcome the world. Father, help us with the blood of Jesus Christ to overcome the issues that we have in this world, 
to help us overcome the plagues of this world that keeps us from righteousness, the path of righteousness, salvation. Oh, Father, that salvation is a gift. Let us not be robbed of it because we are holding on to anger. We are holding on to being vengeful and spiteful. We're letting the world dictate our moves. We are calling people our ops instead of our brothers and sisters and greeting them with love and praying for them. Father, change our minds and change our hearts so that we are on the righteous path and do not stray. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 to 12 says, To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may, may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you. Acts 2, 38 says, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Father God, we need to obey your word. We need to be re repent and baptized. We need your help to fulfill our calling on this earth. We ask for your help. But we know that faith without works is dead. So Father God, while we have faith, we may struggle with works. But we know that you and the Holy Spirit that lives within us will minister to us daily so that our faith takes action, takes the form of action so that we are doing what is pleasing to you, that we are offering our time, talents, and treasury as a sacrifice to you, as a living testament that we are your chosen children, that we say yes to your will and yes to your way. James 2, 14 to 17 says, what does it profit my brethren if, brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, it does not have works. If it does not have works, it's dead. Oh, Father God, let us not be the hypocrites who preach prosperity, who preach love, who preach that your word and your bread of life should be given to those in need and do nothing. Oh, Father God, open our eyes to the opportunities to serve your people, to serve those in need, to give what we have of our time and talents and treasury to those in the world and proclaim these are gifts from you that we give freely because we are giving them back to you by serving others with our time, our talent and treasury. Open our eyes so that we see and we know and we recognize where there is a need that we can fill. Push us to fill these needs, to fill the gap. Push us to be good neighbors to our brethren. Push us to give of ourselves more freely as you have called us to do. Because Father God, not only does this serve you, 
oh, Father God. But Father God, this is the way and the will of your kingdom. Romans 8.28 offers us this essential um, principle. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Fill us with your purpose that we are called to do. Lead us to fulfill this purpose so that we may have satisfaction in ourselves, satisfaction in this world, and satisfaction in your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, Father, God, for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will continue to do in our lives. We praise you and glorify your holy names, and we ask you for a changed mind, changed heart, and changed spirit to be renewed with your word and filled with your action so that we may go out and be good disciples as you have called us to do. Matthew 18, 19 says, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask, it would be done for us by our Father in heaven. So we offer this prayer to you and we ask our Father in heaven and we come into agreement to ask when we say amen, 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 and amen. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this prayer. And we'll see you next week. We love you. Bye.